Good afternoon. I hope you're having an awesome first day of 2023. So I thought I'd get today's out a little earlier to help us give perspective on the year ahead. Now, as we know, New Year's often come with New Year's resolutions. And I don't think you need me to talk about the type of resolutions people often make or the sticking power or often lack thereof of those resolutions. We've spoken about it before over the years. You can Google all about it and intuitively we all know. But today, on the beginning of a new journey of 2023, allow me to share with you a beautiful perspective based on a teaching from Rabbi Nachman Breslov, a great Hasidic master from the late 1700s, something to perhaps reframe how we approach our new year. Now, while the entire peach, which is a gem, is too long to cover in a few short minutes, and it doesn't speak about a new year's at all, it is applicable. See, we're often trained at this time of year to look at the things we haven't done well and how we can improve those things. And while on one hand that might sound logical, it is often a way to take a person down a road of depression and sadness when they see the things that they don't do well and therefore does anything but inspire a person towards greatness. But you'll say, listen, if you never face those dark parts of your personality or the challenging aspects of your life, how will you ever improve? So let me ask you a question. If one were to honestly think about those areas of struggle that they have and the annual resolutions that they make, have they found that over the years or even decades that this approach has more often than not propelled them to make those changes and give them the strength to make true lasting change? Or how many of those things that were challenging years ago are still challenges today? Is the approach working? And so Rabbi Nachman suggests in chapter 282 of his Likute Maran a different approach. He describes that what a person needs to do in life is find the redeeming qualities that they have, the good points of what they do. And from that Nikuda Tova, from that point of goodness, they can start to feel the joy inherent in doing those things that are actually good, appreciate the feeling it gives them, and through that joy that they feel, be motivated and inspired to do even more good things. Now, let's be clear. This is not saying justify and be okay with everything that you do. That is, in my humble opinion, a huge problem in today's society, where not only do we accept flaws, but actually validate them. No, he is saying something different. He's saying that everyone, even the biggest Russia, wicked person, has something inside of them, no matter how small that's good. And if a person can find that, they can start to regenerate more goodness from that point. I mean, think about it. When are you motivated to do better? When you feel the momentum of other good things you've done. If a person is eating well and feels good about that, it often inspires them to eat even better, maybe even to start exercising. If a person has worked on controlling their anger when faced with something that bothers them and they feel good about having been able to do that, they'll try to expand their patience in other areas. Versus how often is a person truly motivated to do good when they see themselves stuffing themselves with junk food? You know, for a few minutes after they're doing it, they might say, I've got to stop this. But then it often turns into a feeling that they have no self-control and they feel even worse and fall even further. Or if a person loses it, they feel horrible possibly after the fact, but often fall into a, I guess that's just who I am mentality. But what if a person was hypersensitive to their successes, and then from that place of joy built upon them. What if a person said, yes, I might not be the most spiritual person, but I do feel good when I learn a little each day, and hey, maybe there's something to this, and I can build a little more of that into my life. Or if I did feel good when I raised my hand to help, even though I'm often too busy with my own life, 
maybe I could increase that a little, commit myself to doing it more. What if a person, instead of saying, there's no way I could give Meister 10%, they looked at how good it felt when they did give some tzedakah and focused on increasing that feeling. What if a person, instead of saying, I don't really do this prayer thing every day, a person just said, hey, the moda anything? That was great. I wonder if I added the Shema, if it would also enhance my day. I think you have to agree that while the original logic of focusing in on your weaknesses in order to change them sound accurate, there is something slightly more logical, empowering, and exciting about Rebbe Nachman's approach. And to take it one step further, this is, in my opinion, how God expects growth. We have unhealthy images that growth is supposed to be miserable, make us feel bad, when in reality, yes, there has to be honesty, but that honesty should inspire our growth, not squash it. Rabbi Nachman in this piece even says that this approach leads to a feeling of singing and joy. And who wouldn't want that to be part of their growth? Not moaning and groaning, but sitting and dancing, literally. So come on, as we start 2023, you can't say it isn't worth a shot. So take a few minutes today and tomorrow, since we get Monday as a stat holiday too, look at some of the good parts of who you are, but really good parts, and see how you can expand those areas. Be specific. And if you do and are, be prepared to see some surprising successes. As always, I'd be happy to help you down this path in life because we're going on this journey together. Feel free to share this idea with others as we start the new year. And on that note, wishing you an awesome day and 2023. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow.